Ladies and gentlemen, we're back yet again. It's time for another fantastic episode of Sauce Talk. And on the other line, why it's no other than cherished friend, Bill Kalish. Bill, how you doing, buddy? I'm, I'm well, Johnny. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. It's a, it's a lovely Tuesday evening in Chicago, Illinois. How are things there in, uh, what you like to say, The Rock, Rochester, I, I don't, something like that? I don't like to say that, but some people say it, so I embrace it. Um, Rock Vegas. It's also Tuesday here. It, it's uh, it's slowly warming up after a couple of days of sub thirty degree weather, which in February in Western New York seems like a victory. So I'll take it. That's the whole thing. Is like even like we've had some. We we had a couple weeks where it was legit really cold, but now I'm already like, man, it's thirty. So shitty. It's like I should. It's February. You should be so lucky if it's thirty today, though. It's like fifty-three. Well, see, the thing, the thing that I remember from at least living in central Illinois was that unlike uh, happens here often, is usually you get that first warm day, like it just like that. That's like spring now. Like oh, it was 50, it was fifty degrees. It's February twenty-sixth. Oh yeah, no, we're just, it's spring. This is the way that it is. Mm-hmm. That's not usually the way that it is here. Um, but it's been now two, two very, very, very mild winters in a row, which probably means bad things for people that live in low lying areas. Yeah. But I, it's kind of, it's, it's a lot more comfortable when it's, you know, when the, when the, the bottom is 22 and not four. You wisely purchased property near a large lake in the top of the United States. Fuck them low liars, huh? The right, the right lake too, because let me tell you, Lake Erie keeps shitting all over Buffalo, which frankly, no city in the union deserves to be shit on more than Buffalo. <laughs> so I applaud Lake Erie for its efforts. Uh, but, but, but my friend Lake Ontario treated me real well. Love it. Love to hear it. Such good news. Uh, it's time to get some more good news. Bill, eat anything good lately? Yeah, man. Um, uh, it was a weekend, right? It was a long weekend. We love the weekend. Had a long um, and occasionally a long weekend where I'm not viciously hungover, which I was viciously hungover a little bit on like Saturday, but you know, I had, I had Sunday and Monday. So, so it becomes like, Hey, let's fool ourselves into thinking that quote meal prep is a way to like keep on track yeah. for the week. Right. And so uh, we quote meal prepped. Uh, my wife made a, a large batch of uh, delicious vegetable soup. Hell yeah. Uh, which was quite lovely. And then I made this fucking Instagram recipe that, that came through my algorithmic feed. That was, uh, it was, it was French onion with like, it was like a French onion flavored grain thing Ooh. with farro yeah. and lentils. Right. So I, I had seen it a couple weeks ago and I was like, that looks pretty good. And then finally I got, I got the, uh, the, the energy to, to, to rock it out on, uh, on Monday. And it was fantastic. I highly recommend relatively easy, kind of a time consuming process because it's caramelizing a lot of onions. But other than that, I mean, you could just, you just drink beer and do that for like 45 minutes. That's my favorite. Like I, especially if you if you've got the day off or just if you finish work early and you don't mind getting into it, the I have no choice but devote this amount of time to it. But it's not hard work. It's easy to do. Like making chili is my number one version of this. It's like I guess I got to stay in the kitchen and drink beer for three hours. 
Maybe I, what if I put my headphones on and listen to a podcast? Oh, but I am toiling away. Everyone notice my incredible efforts to make this house a beautiful home for us all. Like, like that's 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 the best, right? But I, like it, it, it always like literally every time I cook uh, makes me think I don't understand how people did this. 40 years ago. And then I'm like, oh, it's because the lady wasn't working. Yeah. Like, like she so literally. One of us had to spend this. all their time doing yes. this or else the house will burn down while we're starving Correct. to death. Like, yeah, there's no yeah. like that. They're like, even when they're like, oh, this is a quick, quick di- uh, dinner that comes together in like 25 minutes. No, it's not. It is absolutely not. Yeah. I don't like, are you putting it in the oven? <laughs> like, is that the only way? Like, is it like a frozen food, like a frozen pizza? Then yes, it's probably yeah. quote coming together in 12 to 15 minutes. If I have to cut things and make it, and I'm pretty good with a knife. Oh no, no, it's it's a big production. Could be could be three hours. Yeah. I was in I was in the kitchen all day on Monday, and I made that thing, which was just not terribly active, and one other thing, which again was not terribly active. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I just think it was for until very recently the assumption was just like, yeah, someone will not have an issue getting started on this, like. First off, go to the store in the morning, and then at like two in the afternoon, I'll start chopping vegetables. Like, and that's just going to happen every day because that's what's going to be required to make real meals. Or people that like bake bread, like bake their own bread, not as like a hobbyist thing. Like, yeah, you know, we don't have any bread in the house. I'm not. I won't go to the store (laughs) and buy bread. I'll make it. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Obviously, don't do that. I I, did six dollars for a loaf of like good bread, like good Mm -hmm. bread. For like six or seven bucks, and I assure you <laughs> that however however short or long you think this is taking you, it's it's not seven dollars short. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Are you taking it out of the freezer because it's already made? <laughs> well, uh, th- this sounds like a wonderful meal, and I I love the openness to just snagging recipes off of Instagram. I I if, I'm not, I was gonna say fall victim. That's not the right phrasing. But I find it happening more and more. I'm, I'm on these stupid websites looking at stuff, and then just the recipe pops up, and it doesn't look very hard. And the person made it, and they just did all those snap cuts. They made it in 10 seconds. <laughs> now, it doesn't look like that when I make it. But the thing is, I get at the end usually looks pretty good. So I just I – just, It's a two-minute video. This is easy. <laughs> but, like, it, it's embarrassing how many things that Gina and I have are just like, oh, yeah, I saw this on Instagram, or Gina saw this on Instagram and sent me the thing, and it's like – can we make this? And I look. Yeah, we can make that. Let me make it. It's good. There, I think there the social media for all its many, 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 many ills. Um, the 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 lower burden of entry or barriers to entry for, frankly, people who like have cooked in you know professional kitchens who aren't Bobby fucking Flay, but are like reasonably funny or charming or whatever, and they buy like a like a decent camera and sit down with Final Cut. They put out a lot of like really quality stuff that, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I can make that, you know, on a weeknight or on a weekend. And it, it's not pretentious or over the top. It's just like, oh, this person seems pretty cool. And that, that, that's, it looks like it's reasonably easy. It, it's a real thing. And I'm glad they exist and I'm glad they share their knowledge with me. The only complaint. Why do they all have that flat voice? That, that same voice of, Here's my recipe for how to make a perfect Tuesday evening French soup pharaoh. 
And it, it, every single thing rip, comes through. Ripping the off Babish, probably. Whatever it is, I hate it. I don't want him to talk yeah. like that. I, I take the robot voice, especially the the cool <laughs> the black dude robot voice everybody uses now. Huge improvement <laughs> over robot lady robot voice. Love that plan. for sure. The number one badass Pharaoh French onion soup grain meal bowl. That guy. Click on click so on good. who's following you and press share and then press <laughs> like and it'll tell you who stole your credit card last night. I can't believe that was the second draft. How was that guy not the first draft? That should have been so clear. You know who people will want to hear from? Not this like guy. alien robot lady. This cool black guy. Nope. So good. He's AI though. They're all AI. Hell, you and I may be AI at this point. I don't even know. Uh, I don't know if I acknowledged it, but I guess I, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Uh, me, Bill, and Dylan have an iMessage group chat that is basically just about Crab Rangoon. And uh, the most recent Instagram food thing I made was Crab Rangoon bread. That I got it. I saw on just scrolling through stupid videos at work last Friday, and then like crab rangoon bread sounds good, is easy. Gina will like. Can send to the guys after I make it. <laughs> I'm going to the store, and I'm going to the store to buy imitation crab, and it was really good. I, I think our our mutual appreciation for crab rangoon is really something that has bound us together for. Longer than a decade at this point. <laughs> I, I miss I miss uh, Sunday night football with Chinese food and and significant amounts of crab rangoon. So good. There was that, and then there was also the semester. I don't know if you. I don't think you had the class with us, but Dylan and I had a class. It, I probably it, had it. I just didn't go. But it was it was like Monday or Tuesday evenings. It was U E U U S relations. I needed to take oh, yeah. that for my incredible. Foreign affairs career that was coming, uh, but that's it, how you got that job at the United Nations. Exactly. Right? I, I, I thank my lucky stars, but uh, I remember specifically that that class went to like eight o'clock at night, and seven thirty in the class I get an IM from Dylan, wingies, <laughs> and then I'd say yes, and then he'd put it in order at Buffalo Wild Wings, and we'd hit. I think I think frequently you got looped into this as well. And we, it would just be hitting, we'd get to the place, just run in, grab them, run back out on our way home. Like just specific shitty meals that happened over and over again. Dude, you got to have a plan. Yeah. You got to have a plan. Speaking of which, not to delay this anymore, another uh, eat anything good that I could conceivably contribute here is I absolutely stopped at a certain grocery store to get a Totino's frozen pizza. Oh, boy. In the last two weeks. It's been many years since I've had one, but it was like, you ever do that thing where it's like there's food that you just don't think about? And you're like, oh, yeah, no, I shouldn't eat that, but I haven't thought about it in eight <laughs> years, so I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. No, totally crushed the Totino's pizza. It was just as good as I would have expected. Man, that's been a very long time. Do they make plain cheese Totino's? Uh, this one was pepperoni. I can't, I, I can't I don't, envision I, one that doesn't have meat on it. Maybe it exists. I don't know. I haven't had one in a long time. They used to. Maybe uh, Walmart. I'll check it out. Every now and then, my sister will hit me with the, I got Totino's tonight. It was amazing. It's because your sister is very smart. <laughs> she is very smart. That's true. 
Uh, Bill, let's find out how smart you are, he said in a segue that was actually not very – well, it's effective in the sense that it connects the segments, but it doesn't make a lot of sense because the segment is, Bill, I'd love to hear about your favorite outfit. My favorite outfit. Um, oh, dear. I don't really have, like – So you are not a, a uniform out- guy. A lot of people are like – like, like, not even like, not like a uniform, like wearing to work, but like, if there, how about this? You're not a, to me in my head, you're not a cartoon character, and that, like, if you if you think of Homer Simpson, you know what he's wearing, and like, I think a lot of people that works that way, where you can just think of like, oh, so and such person, I just like this is their best outfit. They like to dress like this. This is the kind of thing. If you drew a picture of them, this is what they'd be wearing. I don't, I don't really see you that way. Is that you think that's accurate? If, if you if you ask my wife, okay, I think she would disagree. What would she say? And that's because we very often have the. Uh, it's awful. This is going to be a lot of old man talk tonight. I just Good. I'm thinking a lot about it, and it's going to happen. That could be the new name uh, of sauce talk. Watch out, I <clears> old, man, old man talk. Um, getting old with Johnny Rhodes. Oh no. Um, so if we have plans, whatever it is, right? If it's a if it's a class, if it's uh, going to someone's house if it's going to dinner, inevitably there is a discussion of what's the dress code, <laughs> and I can't ever just say, "Hey, what am I supposed to wear?" I have to like frame it as like an attack. Like, oh, that wasn't like Alyssa asking in, you. That was what in, I assumed. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it, it it is very much this inconvenience sort of like, what am I supposed to wear? And then after that volley out, the the hope the the hopeful like response is wear whatever. It's casual. Right. Because then I do have essentially a a default, which she does not like. She won't tell me she doesn't like it. But in certain circumstances, she has said things that would make me believe that she's over it. What's that default? What are you you looking at? It is blue jeans. Right. Blue jeans. Um, Some sort of footwear. If it's in the summer, it's I like that. That's a good call. Yeah. You know, you got to. You got to. You want to get service. Um, (laughs) No shirt, though. Um, So blue jeans. usually like one specific pair uh, just because I like the way that they feel. Um, if it's warm weather, I wear tigers, a pair of tigers, one of my 19 pairs of tigers. Otherwise, I wear something more uh, climate appropriate. And then I wear a T-shirt of some sort, uh, typically either uh, black um, with the little buttons on the top or maroon. Um, I've been rocking a maroon shirt lately. And then I wear a, a hoodie, but it's a very specific hoodie that is like a dark heather gray but has um like a sort of a greenish blue um dark but greenish blue uh sleeves right and that is my uniform and that is fine in casual circumstances sure. up to a certain point of dinner or like going out i mean the, the the restaurant scene i think has changed now that you pretty much wear whatever to almost anywhere um but even then sometimes she's like no hoodies and, and that's when I'm like, oh shit, I better wear something else. So that that's the first bar is you have to find out if it's no hoodies. And if it's no Correct. hoodies, then we gotta think about stuff. But if you, if there's just whatever, that means yes hoodies, and then you wear hoodies. Yeah, one one of two hoodies. If yeah. we, that's where we go. This yeah. is forever ago, and I doubt you'll even remember this. But I remember one time again many years ago, uh, so long ago, I was on Facebook. And you posted a, maybe a picture or maybe just saying something. And I remember 
not to make this all Dylan Bell talk, but uh, Dylan commented and said, dude, you are. And again, this was so long. It was probably like you're 30 or something. And it was like, no more hoodies. And I was like, wow, that's a cultural divide right there because I uh, will wear hoodies for the rest of my life. And then Dylan just had this thing in his head. It was like, I was born in 1972 or whatever. And to me, that means you stop wearing hoodies at a certain point. I was born in 1972. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think Dylan is kind of is Gen X, right? He's sort of like late Gen X, and I would, I, you know, I, far be it for me to judge the uh, the generation of of the singles crowd, but I think they tried to like, like I'm growing up now. I'm not wearing. I, I think that's anymore. exactly yeah. I'll be sixty years old, and if I can find a hoodie I like, I'm yeah. rocking it. That, that's I just that's just and again and not every day, and we're open to the ideas that sometimes you go to a thing and you don't wear a hoodie, but also sure. sometimes you go to a thing and you do wear a hoodie. And so, often. Uh, yeah, that's that's just what's up. Um, just tell me we're going somewhere that is not hoodie appropriate. And by the way, I've worn hoodies in some places that are like it probably wasn't quite appropriate, yeah. but like like expensive dinners in New York City where I'm like, no, this hoodie was expensive, so I'm going to wear it. What are they going to do? <laughs> tell me no. It, this you is wine, and it's not that heavy. Dollars, fuck yeah, off. Yeah. There's, isn't there a word for that when it's, it's, where you start? It's like somebody told me this once, where it's like just casual, like hoodies and shit. But it, now it's two hundred dollars, so it, it's fancy. I think there's I, no specific there's a word for that. I, I, Listeners I call in. Um, <laughs> okay, so that so it sounds like that pretty much is your favorite outfit. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Okay, I think that's a good answer. And then, how often do you think? It's, and so it seems like you wear you get you get to wear that most of the time. Often. Yeah. Yes. The specific one certainly weekly, um, probably a couple times a week. Like I'll uh, probably what I'll wear tomorrow because I'm not going to the office. Um, and then usually on the weekends. And then I've got to be honest, a lot of the other days are variations of that with different sure. different hoodies or t-shirts. Yeah. So absolutely. Uh. Do you ever certainly not a tuxedo or anything like that? We not everyone can come on the podcast and say their favorite outfit is a tuxedo. That would not be good content for getting on talk or whatever this show is called now. Uh, uh, how about one more? When it comes to sweatshirts, are you do you remain exclusively uh, hoodie or, or do you do you bust out the crew neck ever? Uh, I actually just bought. Um, so I'm very cheap when it comes to buying clothes, and so except for some uh, of these hoodies that you get to wear to fancy New York City. I thought you said gift. you did have some expensive ones. No, that's a gift. Oh, oh okay. That, that okay. That I is, see. Now I there's a loophole. Yeah. Um, that barking is is my monster dog. Um, so I actually bought a crew neck sweatshirt at LL Bean last weekend that I wore. Uh, for the first time and, and enjoyed it very much. So I'm, I'm moving that way. Um, I wear a lot of, um, Hen, Henleys, I guess. Yeah. Long sleeve sort of waffle Henleys, like kind of like this, only, only a little, this one's old. Um, that's sort of where, where I, where I typically hang out if I'm not wearing a hoodie and I want something a little warmer. No, I don't think I have any sweaters. 
I got, oh, I got a couple quarter zips, like the, the Paul Whitehair special. Yeah. Right. With the old quarter zip. One of them's even got a big old Illinois eye on the, on, on the, wow. on the, like, tip. like the so big like, oh, man, eye thing. I'm just, just channeling my inner Bubba. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people online make fun of us. Yeah. Nerds. Nerds. That's probably what it is. You're right. Uh, I, it, I, I, for a long time was extremely opposed to the crew neck. And I, I, I cannot go on without, I am wearing one right now. I didn't mm-hmm. want to, I don't want to put Bill on the spot to like not blow up my spot. Ooh, two spot, uh, references in the same sentence. Very bad. That's not a good way to talk. But, spot on. Uh, oh my goodness. It's, it's outrageous at this point. But I remember using, I, using to think more incredible conversational skills from Johnny. <laughs> no, I remember that it used to be a thing that I thought that like I can't wear a crew neck because I look like, an extra in the TV show or film Fargo, and that it just it doesn't line up. I just, it, it betrays too me, too much of my Midwestern essence, and I thought that for a long time, and then eventually I realized there's nothing, there's no betraying. It's it's I got this potato face regardless, so I can just do whatever. And so now I've I've kind of come into the crew neck, and I do it more frequently than the hoodie, but I still. Enjoy both a lot. I'm all, I also wear a lot of sweaters. Is is the crew neck a distinctly Midwestern thing? I think I look more Midwestern when I wear one. Okay. I don't know if I would say that others do, but I think it makes me look trashier. But also, I am down with that at this point. Well, I disagree. But um, when you do a hoodie, do you have a preference as to whether you rock a pullover or half zip or a full zip? Uh, another big shift. I used to be exclusively, I've, I've never had any use for half zip. Half zip is all out, out for me. Agreed. Uh, but I used to be fully zip. And now I, I, I think I have, I have like one, it's back here, fleece lined hoodie that's really, really warm. And it's like kind of a nice in between, between, a jacket and I'm putting on my winter coat, mm-hmm. but and that's zipped. But other than that, I'm just pullover now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm a zip guy. I like, uh, I, I like the zip. Gives me one strong zipped. vertical line right up the gut. So yeah. a lot of, a lot of a, a, a sweatshirt. Like I wear a lot of sweaters. Like for me, that is the line where I'm looking at stuff and I'm like, do I want to class it up a little bit? And when mm-hmm. I do, that's where I go. And then, now, best of all possible worlds, I love a hooded sweater. Very goofy I, little thing. I, I have a green one. I feel like I'm fucking Link running around out there in the wilderness. <laughs> it is a great time. That has been a very last couple years uh, thing. Love that. Always open to that. But, like, just different combinations of, like, just big soft thing that I drape over the top of my head. I've never worn a a, uh, a hooded sweater, yeah. but I, but I'd be open to it. I could see, I could see the the joy in that. You know, you'd... I no, that's it. I never put the hood up. Like it would have to start sleeting, and I don't have a hat for me to put the hood up. I just like having the hood there. Okay, you putting the hood up on your hoodie very often? Uh. 
not a ton, but not infrequently. Okay. So you, you doing that more than me then? Yeah. And well, and then I do got to do the thing where it's like, I wear like a, I have this thought every single time. Um, I typically will wear a hoodie with a light jacket that I have like a springtime jacket, not a windbreaker, but like, you know, like a light Columbia jacket. And then I, if I'm wearing a hoodie, I always do like the, Oh shit. Do I put the jacket on over the hood or do I do the hood out the back? Like dogma, like, like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck like a dogma. So that's typically how I walk around is, is like Loki and whatever the fuck his name was. I was going to say, Probably. I really like that look, especially if you've got like a substantial hoodie on and it goes over the top of the back. Uh, I went to see a show with, uh, Gina and Matt Schmidt recently, and then the first guy to come out to talk was wearing a a hoodie with a blazer over it, and then the hood <laughs> coming out the back. And I was like, "Damn, that is a good look." And That's then I was like, uh, "This guy is cool and black, and you are not, Johnny. It's not going to look like that if you do it." So I haven't started doing it, but when I saw it, I was like, "God damn, that is fucking fresh. I love it." Yeah. Yeah, it, you always have to adjust for the context of what, yeah, what's who someone else is. And I, what I, I've bought the wrong baseball cap a couple of times based on such interactions. <laughs> I don't, I don't wear. I just get a goddamn it, Johnny. That wasn't right, was it? Right. But then you clean it up and everything's fine. Uh, Bill, would you like to add a song to our wonderful '70s playlist? I, I, I would like to add. A song, but before we get into it, I, to I our wonderful seventies playlist. Um, it's been a minute since we've been here, so I'll go ahead and first off, I will I'll list off the songs on our playlist, and then if you have anything you want to say about them, you can, or we can skip it. But anyway, here's what we've got so far: uh, "Tupelo Honey" by Van Morrison, "Pink Moon" by Nick Drake, "Lost in the Supermarket" by The Clash, "Funny How Time Slips Away" by Al Green. Lovely Day by Bill Withers, Heroes by David Bowie, Nights on Broadway by Bee Gees, Almost Said She's Gone, but that's the next song. That one's by Daryl Hall and John Oates, and then Eye in the Sky by the Alan Parsons Project. So before any specifics, do you think we got a good playlist going? I think it's a good, it's a pretty solid playlist. Uh, there's some some um, real gems in there, some songs that... Um, I think we talked about this last time I was on, but I've been slowly accumulating a list of the songs that I love the most. Yes. Uh, in some foolish effort to try to pare down to a top 100. Um, and a number of those songs are on my quote short list, which is five or 600 songs long. But, uh, She's Gone's on there. Uh, Heroes is on there. Like some real good, real good jams. Any songs you don't like on there? Uh, I don't know that BG song. At least I don't know it by the title. Um, I'm sure it's fine. I, I, I appreciated Margaret talking about Silas, uh, having, a uh, an intuitive grasp and appreciation for the Bee Gees. Cause I think there's something about, you know, pretty basic thumping baseline and, and disco beats that, that calls to the animal. Those high screaming vocals. Yeah. You know, well, and then It'll Barry comes in that. and he just, you know, he hits that upper register and you're just loving it. Um, I do have one. Um, gripe. Gripe. Uh-oh. After, yeah, yeah. Or, or perhaps I should frame it as an objection. Um, <clears throat> one of I mean, these songs uh, not from the seventies. John Huber was those... tell us about that. Yeah. Well. Uh. So I I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Oh, no. Um. 
But Eye in the Sky is absolutely not from the 70s. Eye in the Sky came out in 1982. I am older than Eye in the Sky. Oh, no. Now, did this come up during the podcast? Like I said, I didn't finish the two-part Margaret Extravaganza. I thought I finished the musical portion of things, and I was like, wait a minute. Um, I don't think that Alan Parsons project is from the 70s at all. Unfortunately, uh, well, first of all, it did not come up. I don't know whether that song is from the 70s. Um, are, are you a musician? <laughs> uh, I have a guitar and an amp and can use them. Does that count? I, I do not I mean, gig that's, for money. That's pretty good evidence, I would say. I do, I do not gig for money. Okay. Don't gig for money, but you, you have all this stuff. I don't know. It could be. We might have to. Now that said, I think we made it pretty clear that John is the solo, or John Huber, not John Rhodes, is the mm-hmm. solo arbiter of what songs are from the 70s. But I think other recent events have also made it clear that John is not listening at present. <laughs> so I do think it might be the case. I'm not, no. Bill, I'm going to ask you to add a song to this playlist soon. I want you to add a song from the 70s. But do that. I can't. I can't enforce these rules. Only John Huber can enforce them. So if you want to put fucking LCD sound system on the playlist, I can't stop you. No, knowing that that no that nobody's watching the Watchmen at this point, or the Watchmen aren't watching. Someone is supposed to watch the Watchmen. That's what I've been told, and it seems yeah, like wow. no one is doing that. I, no. I it's, it's really disappointing that there's certain bad actors who have decided to take advantage. Of lax enforcement of rules, but again, I, I also I can't vouch for you because I don't I I don't own a guitar and I, I haven't owned a saxophone in years, so I don't know what year that song came out. I hope I is it possible you're wrong? It is certainly possible that I'm wrong. Okay, how likely would you say? There's a, there's a first time for everything, so I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that it's possible that finally after many many years I've. I finally misstepped. Yeah. Well, uh, I want to note as well, nobody is allowed to reach out to John and tell him to listen for this purpose. Nope. nope. No, so yeah. don't anybody oh, no, fucking I agree. do that. I agree with that. So, yeah. like, it's it's up to, and in, in, in some ways, maybe it's, you know, John knows the most. Maybe he thinks that song is from the 70s, even though it's from the 80s. Maybe he has listened and he evaluated the song and approved it. So or, or he thought it was just an like like an archetype of 70s, late 70s prog yeah. rock. It was like, well, no. I'm not a no musician, so I can't say what it means for a song to be from the 70s. Is the 70s you know how, like, uh, a decade or is it an idea? Ah, uh, there we go. There we go. Who is it? Isn't, doesn't Klosterman have a whole thing where, like, he talks about how the way that we talk about decades isn't really like in the nineties appropriate book, he does that not, the nineties actually didn't the nineties end on nine eleven yeah yeah so yeah maybe maybe he's maybe John is just taking the uh, the closer mid approach it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world okay yeah I like it Bill if you um, do you have any other uh, first off do you think any of these other songs are not from the seventies uh not off the top of my head but okay. I could, uh, then Nick Drake might is that early. That's probably the like early seventies, right? Don't ask me. I think I Nick know. Drake was. Didn't he like kill himself like relatively early in time? I I, I no, assume the I, rest. No, of, I actually can speak on suicide. So if, if you <laughs> want to know when someone killed themselves, I can tell you what are decade you, it happened. Are you a suicider? <laughs> are you a suicidist? Um, 
All right. So, so like I said, uh, before we started recording, you know, I, I didn't feel very well prepared tonight because I was doing a lot of waffling, um, and, and considering a You're things. making waffles? And, yes. Uh, big ones. Belgian. Um, and before, uh, the last time I was on this, this here podcast and, and gave a, a song, uh, the other song that I wanted to give, uh, was from the seventies. So as soon as we made the transition to seventies songs, I was like, Oh shit, I got one in the barrel, dude. I'm like That's ready nice to go yeah. or in the chamber, not the barrel. Um, it's cause I don't kill people. If it's in the barrel, um, it's getting late. That song is yeah. going to be out there real soon. <laughs> Better hurry up. Um, but I'm kind of tempted to go a different direction, uh, that is also from the seventies and calls back to a prior, uh, earth shaking moment in podcast history. Oh, so I am going to go in an homage to Babs, uh, with a Bob Seeger and the silver bullet. But I am not going with Night Moves, which is a lovely song. Controversial already. I am going with uh, the song from the Night Moves record that I consider to be just a touch better. And that is Main Street by Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Is that your favorite Bob Seger song? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, have a, a I believe. Let, let's keep those words in mind. We're gonna we're gonna think about a lot of stuff like that coming up soon. But I, uh, I it, it's a great song. I think I would. I think I'd put Night Moves ahead of it. But I, I don't object to the idea that we'd reverse that order at all. So my parents both really liked Bob Seger, and I hated Bob Seger growing up until I hit like sixteen. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this stuff's pretty good. And for the last 25 years, it's been some increasing, like infinitely increasing ratcheting. Of, <laughs> oh, this stuff's really good. Um, my favorite bar in the city of Rochester. I thought you were going to tell me your favorite bar from the song. I is re- the bar you from the song. You said that. It, I really thought you were going to say, oh, oh, oh there, so, there you go. So, so, uh, so Main Street, the song, right, is about, uh, young Bob Seeger as it always is about young, wistful Bob Seeger. Yeah. Uh, or presumably some character that he's created, but I, I assume it was actually Bob. Um, he seems like the type of dude that would creep on an innocent looking stripper, right? Because that's what that song's about. Like there was a dancer that he thought looked a little too wholesome to be a dancer. Uh, and she was hanging out of that club on Main Street and he used to watch her and she was hanging out with the, the, the hustlers and the losers, you know, like living that blue collar bar life, right? Uh, my favorite bar in the city of Rochester is a bar called Joey's. Joey's been around since the 50s, is passed down through this family of uh, big guinea people, ultimately sold to a couple uh, bartenders who worked in other bars. Joey's is on Main Street. It is hey. on East Main in Rochester. And so for the 15 years that I've been drinking at Joey's, uh, less frequently lately, but I still go there. Um, every single time I go in that bar, it's like, hey, what's going on with the touch tunes? Hey, you guys want to listen to Main Street? No? Fuck off. We're listening to Main Street. <laughs> it's, I, I, it, it has such strong personal, uh, value to me in, in like the, like the most, like, sterile way possible. It's just like, oh yeah, no, I like that because it reminds me of my favorite bar on Main Street. Uh, it's the best. But I appreciate that Night Moves is a, is a lovely ode to, uh, to Innocence Lost and, 
fucking when you're a teenager, which I don't know anything about. Same. Uh, I think it's a wonderful choice. I'm extremely glad you added it to the playlist. I think there's a really high probability it's from the 70s, and we appreciate that. Um, I just, I note we're, we're running a little long so far. We are. So, uh, but that's okay. Um, but I just, I noted this in the last time we did this. Once we get to 10 songs on the playlist, I get to add a song every time. So we're just going to blow through this. But my song is I Believe in a Thing Called Love by the Darkness. Okay. Uh, Bill, what sauce are you bringing to the table this week? Uh, I am. Do, 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 do we just have to leave Justin Hawkins alone? Like we just can't talk about it? I, um, I, I mean, we're just, we're just short on time. We got to. In the, in, in the interest of moving things along, uh, that song's pretty funny. Uh, great Instagram follow, that guy. Um, I didn't know that. I don't follow him. Yeah, he's awesome. Like, like much cooler than you would think. Um, my sauce. Okay, so uh, the quick version. I tried to make a, the second thing that I tried to make yesterday was this salsa uh, that I got from Rick Bayless. Do you know about Rick Bayless? I, I am more familiar with Skip, but in general, I'm familiar. Yes. So I was not I was not aware that Rick Bayless, uh, who's you know a, a reasonable celebrity chef, I mm-hmm. guess is Skip Bayless's brother. I did not know that until very recently, and I don't understand how those two people came from the same spot. Feels bad in some ways, honestly. He seems like such a nice gentleman, and Skip is not a nice gentleman. He needs to get hurt. Um, uh, I tried to make this really cool uh, green, green, Pat Polk, pay attention, green salsa. Um, I know that Pat likes the the salsa verdes, uh, with uh, essentially like a pan-roasted jalapeno, bunch of garlic and a bunch of oil and some salt and lime juice or whatever, but you, you whip the shit out of it in a blender and you emulsify it and it's creamy. Didn't really turn out as well as I want. So I can't keep it as my sauce. It was going to be my sauce, Okay, but uh, not, no, I'm going to go with vodka sauce. Hell yeah. I think vodka sauce is goddamn fantastic. Um, I think the best thing about vodka sauce is that it could very easily just be a standard, marinade or marinara with some vodka in it, but it's definitely not made with tomato paste. No, like raw tomato. It's got like a deep sort of, it's like thicker. Um, you had a little cream in there. I, I think vodka sauce is where it's at. How much vodka do you put in vodka sauce? Uh, I think it's usually like a cup. Cups a lot. Well, I mean, you cook it off, you know, like... It, Do you it, cook like, it off? I feel like that's the lie. No. Yeah, I think everybody acts it. like you cook it off, but really you just be getting fucked up. No. No, you got to deglaze the pan with it, and you cook it off. Do you and, think and if you, you just put a cup of vodka on the stove, how long do you think it would take you to cook the alcohol off? I feel like it would take fucking forever. No. Well, I mean, how, how, are you going to heat it? Are you going to hit it with some medium-high? Well, yeah, no, you're right. I did phrase that poorly. If you just put it on there and leave it there, it will take years. Yes. A a long time. But no, I just feel like I, if you said, if, if, if you said, okay, you, you have to, you need to give a glass of water to an alcoholic. And if you give them booze, even as much booze as in a beer, they will relapse. How long would you like to cook the vodka on the stove? It would, I feel like it'd be, Hours. Uh, no, no, it's, it's like minutes. 
minutes. That seems- the, the, the alcohol, the alcohol, uh, so I think the, the rough ratio, and I could be wrong because I'm also not a chef. We um, gotta get a, I got a musician on. Now I gotta get a chef on to, to just arbitrarily weigh in and perhaps be in dereliction of his duties. We should call, we know. should call, maybe Rick Bayless could do it. <laughs> Can you um, get Rick Bayless on sauce talk? Tell him it's about sauce. I believe if you cook like a cup of vodka, and it reduces by half, I believe the alcohol is gone. The alcohol pretty uh, good, evaporates man. at a lower a, a lower temperature point than the water, I believe. I believe that's how it works. It, alcohol cooks off very, very quickly. Okay, fair. That's one of those, like, I am, am willing to accept it, but it completely goes against my instincts. See, I, see, I thought you were going to go a different way where, like, so vodka sauce, I love. It's my sauce that I'm bringing to the it's table. I think it's wonderful in, in, in a number of different ways. But like, I don't like outside of deglazing the pan. I don't really know what the vodka does. It's not like, like when I when I eat vodka sauce, I'm like, oh my god, is this Stolichnaya? Like, no. I, that was. I don't know that I was necessarily going to go down that same that that road. But I also do think that like, is it real? Like, is it just fun? That I put a bunch of vodka in this sauce, so it's it's wacky. Or is it really like if you leave out the vodka, you just make a different sauce. You'll never get to where you need to go. Yeah, I I I, I can't imagine that's the case. I, yeah. I my suspicion is that you could do with vodka, um, or what you do with vodka, you could probably do with with water. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. maybe it would taste a little different. I I, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not uh, Chef Kenji, so I don't know, but I can't imagine any scientific reason why. It seems like you just this, de- is, this is the real Yeah. So you get out in that kitchen like, oh, I'm sweating over the stove, honey. And then you just pour a cup of vodka down your gullet. <laughs> and, then you, and then you just shake the pan underneath the fucking faucet, get some water in there, all good. <laughs> Like, oh, so it just boy. doesn't taste right. Oh, no, I used a good vodka. It's, yeah, it's extra good this time. That's why. I'm loving it. You just got vodka sauce all over your fucking face. <laughs> That's a good-ass sauce you brought to the table. Thanks, man. Um, I'd next like to talk to you. And then this is not gotcha journalism. Oh, it should be good. Uh this is just casual, and so I, I don't, and honestly, I don't, I, I didn't intentionally bring this topic for you, and I also don't know if things have changed. Maybe this is a, a inspiring topic for you. Maybe it could be anything. Bill, I'd love to hear about your morning routine. Dear, is that um, so? How do you feel when you hear me say that? You're like, I have a bad morning routine, so this sucks for me. No, I love my morning routine. I just think that um, uh, it is <laughs> – I suppose it's still a morning routine. Um, I think it's probably a lot more casual than most people's morning routines, uh, something that brings me great joy, but probably some guilt at some point. Um, uh, so my morning probably starts somewhere around 7.30 in the morning, when one or both of my dogs start making a bunch of noise for no reason at all, uh, then I try to fight through the combination of uh, my dogs making noise um, and my wife getting up to get ready to go to work. Uh, I try to fight through that 
So she's right, not correct. taking these dogs out. These dogs is waiting for you. Uh, we take turns. Okay. You know, like we. So maybe Max if things is, go well, like all the noises will disappear at once. Well, see, the thing is, like, if I were a fucking reasonable person, I would be like, oh no, it's my turn to feed the dog at seven thirty in the morning. I'd go down and I'd feed the dog, and then I'd be like, "Well, now that I'm up on my feet, let's start the day." Oh no, sir! <laughs> oh no! I march my ass right back upstairs, and I crawl right in that bed, and I try to fight that shit out. No matter what noise my wife's making, no matter what noise Ollie's making, he's batting his fucking food bowl around. No, nine a.m. All right, me- I'm trying to push till nine a.m. before I drag myself out of bed. Let me give you one. You ever follow this move? I love this move. Or like, for, I don't have any dogs, but sometimes we'll be like, "Oh no, this this noise thing is happening." Or even just, "I got I got go to the bathroom." But it's not like four a.m. Obviously, you just you just go pee and go back to bed, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's like at a time I could reasonably get up, and so it's like I'm gonna go to the bathroom, but I'm gonna leave the lights off and I'm gonna keep my eyes closed. Because I don't want to accidentally start waking up. <laughs> I want to stay at 80% sleep if possible so that I can immediately get back to sleep when I, whatever thing I have to accomplish, I get back into bed and now I can go back into sleep. And I love that. I've never employed that trick because I, I feel like. Uh, the... What if you only opened one eye while you went and fed the dogs? That might help you get back to sleep faster. I think it could. I, I, I'm about to try that tomorrow when yeah. inevitably this process uh, plays <laughs> itself out. So, um, so that's my early morning routine, early, quote, early morning routine. I get out of bed somewhere between 8.45 and and this is not a hungover day. This is just a regular work day. Uh, I get out of Distinction bed without between, difference, but okay. <laughs> get out of bed somewhere between 8.45 and 9.30. Um, take a shower. Uh, three days a week, Max has to go to doggy daycare. I usually take him probably five out of six days. Uh, then I'll go to the Starbucks down the street to get a coffee, come back, sit down, 1030-ish, time to start my day. How many days a week do you have to go into the office? I go in three days a week. So you and the dog have to go into the office the same amount of time? Correct. Is that and, same worry and, about you or more about the dog? <laughs> Well, and so my dog, my dog's doggy daycare is on the way to work. Okay. So I try to, I try to lock those things up, but that usually means that I get to my office at like 10, 15. Now, I also, for the record, that might have sounded like I was making fun of you. Your dog goes into the office more than I do. So, like, it's, it, by no means am I trying to besmirch your character and be like, oh yeah, you're lazy and your dog is cool. I'm like, I don't go to the, yeah. That's I a, am lazy. The no, reason my I, dog goes to goes to school is so that I don't have to walk. Him. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, I was also going to say, to be fair as well, I assume when your dog gets to the office, your dog works harder than I do. So perhaps I don't know though. Yeah, You're, you you write killer head notes. He I'm just cranking gets, those like, head notes out. Punked by little dogs. Uh, I didn't hear any breakfast in there. Uh, usually no breakfast. Yeah. Um, I might occasionally, uh, lately I've been trying to do like, um, <clears throat> I make like this kind of protein heavy, uh, pancake that's made out of like egg whites and oats. 
um, and cottage cheese. Hell and yeah. sometimes I'll, I'll batch those. And occasionally I'll eat those as a breakfast, but I usually like to push until closer to lunch. Yep. Um, I call it intermittent fasting, except that it's really just not. And it's so that I can eat at, you know, 11 o'clock at night. I was going to say, um, I call it intermittent fasting, except I ate a bunch of M&Ms at one in the morning. So there's no reasonable <laughs> yeah. period here. Yeah. Like you I know. intermittent fast for the eight and a half hours I was asleep. Um, uh, once a week, once a week, I think. I go to a local bakery and get um, a spinach and feta croissant. Oh, yeah. It's, like, fantastic. It's, like, Sounds one of my amazing. favorite things to eat. Um, I usually eat that somewhere around 11. Okay. Um, I am impressed. The work-from-home morning shower is a, is a good move. Oh, have to. I, have I can't. To. Tell me about that. I it, so if there's 365 slash six days a year, uh, I probably don't shower fewer than 10 of them. Usually limited to Sundays after a Saturday rager where I'm like, oh, fuck no. Um, on a regular Sunday, regular Saturday, any day during the week, if I don't shower, I feel like dog shit. Yeah. Nice. That's the way to My hair it. hurts. It's, yeah, I, I have to. My hair hurts. Yes. Correct. Wow. It's the grease ball in me. There's there's some Italian grease up in the roots of my hair okay. that makes it so that uh, if my hair moves in the wrong direction, it's like ah. So I I gotta I gotta clean them up. Um. So does how much of this aligns with how Alyssa does things? Uh, she's earlier. She's not crazy early usually. She probably leaves the house. She she's one of those people who like sets an alarm for like seven fifteen or seven thirty and then gets out of bed at like eight thirty, um, which is not the best. Um, she she does not she's not an everyday shower because she's a lady and ladies don't do that. Apparently, you're not supposed to wash your hair every Fuck day. Your hair up, yeah. Uh, so I stopped doing that, um, but I always get in there. Um, ladies don't smell like gents do. So uh, she's kind of got her own sort of run of the house you know she's usually out like i said kind of as i'm getting out of bed is the latest that she'll leave um i typically don't work from home on days that she's working from home um because i don't like my wife apparently i just figured you know like i, I like to think of it as is it a day that the big dog is at daycare okay the little dog's home alone i you know he should not do that like he's a cool guy right yeah. i'll hang out with him but if Alyssa's already here then it's it's not like when I go. Then you're to the gonna it's gonna be overkill, and you're somebody you're gonna have a day in the yeah. future when. Well, and she okay. takes a lot of zooms, and I take my fair share of zooms, and now you're running up and down, and yep. it is a whole thing. Um, so we're pretty good in terms of not getting in everyone's, we're getting in each other's way outside of the fact that she, um, we share a bathroom, and it's she. Her her privacy needs are are uh, the bar for what she needs in terms of privacy, and I mean just standing in front of the fucking sink brushing your teeth, much lower than mine. Yeah. If I'm if I'm brushing my teeth in the mirror, she's like, hold on, I just got to get something, and it's like, hip check, medicine <laughs> cabinet, what the fuck just happened, you know that sort of thing. Fair. Um, this is only adjacent, but how? Uh, what are these? What are things? Are you guys 
similarly an hour off or uh, at the no. end of the night? Or do you guys uh, go on? No, she's, been, she's been upstairs. Uh, what is it? It's 1030. She's been upstairs since. I think she went up at like 730 or 8. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically go up. 1130, 1145, do my night routine, get into bed, uh, do the games, right? Rip through the wordle, do that whole thing, and then go to sleep at 1230. But she's usually, like, I, I, you know, I've been on here for a minute with you, but to her, like, the light might be off. She might be asleep. Okay. Bill, it sounds- On the weekends, though, she'll stay up. Yeah. But not during the week. It sounds like you've got a, a, a wonderful life going for you there. <laughs> what do you mean? Because I'm living solo in this fucking house? No, it, it sounds Fun- cool. Functionally? <laughs> no, yeah. It, it sounds like you're doing well. It sounds like uh, I didn't I didn't know what uh, your arrangements would be, but this all sounds really nice. It's okay. No real complaints. Now, it sounded <clears> like <throat> you at the beginning, you were like, you kind of feel guilty. Like you got to get up at 6 a.m. and run a half marathon or something before all Well, bro, what time do you think Lee gets out of bed? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what I'm – not like Lee's going to listen to this. Yeah. But what time am I going to put – weeks? I'm, what time am I going to put Lee in a bed with broken legs is the real question. <laughs> Surprise, Immediately. Fifteen minutes. Um, yeah, I, I look, I, I, I'm very fortunate that my work doesn't get on my ass about, quote, clocking in or – whatever at eight yeah. in the morning or making sure that I'm there at, at nine. And I take advantage. I also work kind of all the time and answer emails at 1030 if that's what it takes and whatever. But yeah, I kind of feel bad. A lot of, not a lot of people starting their day at like 10 o'clock. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Bill, this has been a wonderful conversation about our morning routines. I'd love to ask you one more thing. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? So, to finish the old man uh, marathon <clears throat> here, I, I, I feel like this is a podcast, so there's no better venue to make this plug. Uh, I, my only regret is that you're not collecting any uh, affiliate-sponsored revenue from it. Always time, but to I got to be honest, dude. Bombas socks what? are the best fucking really? thing in the world. Wow. So, so I have uh, for much of the last year. My sock stash, which is uh, there are a lot of happy socks, a lot of like socks that I get thrown in as a gift at like Christmas or whatever. Totally fine. Thin. I usually got some cool pattern or like a funny fucking kitschy thing on it. Uh, you give me an example they, of a kitschy thing you got on some. So like one of them is like these like sort of uh, they're, they're above a smiley face, but they're like a crude drawing of a face. And then all these like speech bubbles. Uh said something like it's sort of like a like a space balls thing where it's like surrounded by assholes yeah and it's like you're an asshole you're an asshole and it's like i can't wear that to like well i can because i do but like i gotta be careful wearing <laughs> that to like a meeting with like a big sure. client yeah. or if i pick my you know if i do the leg on the leg it's like things start i'm going sorry wrong, does your you sock start... say asshole things start going wrong you just instinctively start showing ankle to try to get out of the you know a little just yeah. a little skin here we fucking um go. so over time these things have uh I'm a big sock wearer. I don't, I don't take my socks off until I go to bed. Uh, they've worn, worn down like at the, at the, the pad of like ripple of my toes. So I needed to get new socks and there was a lot of pro Bombas buzz and I went to buy some Bombas and I'm like, 
you think I'm paying $15 for a pair of socks? You can fuck right off, sir. And so I've resisted for many years, despite so many ads, right? So many ads on Marin and every other pod that yep, like it yep. works through all the podcast networks. Well, my wife, God bless her soul, uh, bought me some Bombas for Christmas and I, as a gift. And I was like, this is like the, the cliche eighties dad gift, right? Yep, yep. Socks and a tie, blah, blah, blah. Bro, I put these fucking socks on. And I like, I can't tell you how good the, it's like a hug on my foot all fucking day. I have four pair. I have a bunch of pair of like ankle bombas, but it's fucking 20 degrees outside. I can't wear those Mm -hmm. yet. Right. But I got, I got four pairs of the calf socks. And when I tell you that I will go searching through whatever laundry baskets I need to search through to find <laughs> the one matching sock so that I can wear them on like today, like I have them on right now. They're the best. However, I should note that despite my great adoration for the Bomba socks and my strong recommendation that I've given to many other people, I have yet to buy additional Bomba socks because they are still like $15 a fucking pair. Yeah. It's coming going to happen i just haven't done it yet but anyone else who's like i should spend a little money on some socks bro bombas just saying or really i i don't know maybe you don't have this problem i'm always like people like oh gina my sister gina's parents that's pretty much the last we're like what can what can i get you as a gift for your birthday or christmas and i never have fucking shit to say and also, but also, I don't want to spend fifty dollars on socks. But I'm, they would be delighted to buy exactly this. So, if nothing else, keep this in mind. Next time one of these things comes up, what do you want? Boom, this bomb of socks. Let's go. I, I think I think it was uh, some years ago when Alice got me um, a really nice cast iron skillet for my birthday or Christmas, and I was like. I talked to all you guys and was like, you know, this thing is like expensive for what a cast iron is. You get a cast iron for like $20, like, you know, whatever. And I think it was maybe Pat and Jen endorsed the idea of if someone's going to get you a gift, it's nice if you get something that is like a nicer version of what you would want, but wouldn't buy for yourself. Bomba socks is like, like right in that wheelhouse. Cause, cause come on, man, $15. I'm wearing them right now. Absolutely worth fifteen dollars. That's a good point, but I don't love that we are winding the podcast down with you saying good stuff about Pat. Oh, I mean, well, I mean can you talk some shit for a second, and then we can close it out? Uh, no, thank you. That's fine, uh, Bill. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've had a wonderful time. Thank you, Johnny. Great time. Best wishes in the intervening days.